the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Today on Ring of Truth with Pastor Dan Sexton. He will keep him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Keep your thoughts on God. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ. Set your mind on things above where Christ is. And not on the things of this earth. Set time aside each day, each week. Designated time. Sacred time. Where you are just focused on Jesus and who He is and what He's done. Keep your thoughts on Him. Did God rest after creation because He was tired or worn out from what He'd just done? Today, Pastor Dan explains that God rested to show people the importance of rest and to demonstrate a way to stay connected with Him in the busyness of life. It's important to rest from your striving in the world and remember who God is and what He's done. And this, above all things in the world, will give you the rest and the peace your soul longs for. God didn't get tired, but everyone on earth does. We need to rest in Him. Now here's Pastor Dan in the book of Genesis chapter 2 for today's edition of Ring of Truth. going to be in Genesis chapter 2. Uh, Genesis chapter 2, beginning in verse 1, it says, Thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. And then God blessed the seventh day And he sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created. Uh, Well, today in our study of Genesis, uh, God once again, I believe, speaks to us out of his word. Right where we are in his word, God speaks to us and speaks into our current circumstances. And in this passage today in Genesis, we are reminded to rest in God. To rest in God. In the book of Proverbs, chapter 15, verse 23, it says, A word spoken in due season, how good it is. And how good God's word is. And how good this word is to us. To just just rest in Him. A very timely word for us in this season. Look again at verse 1 for me. It says, thus the heavens and the earth and all the host of them were finished. And this is a summary of the work of the six days of creation. If you remember back in chapter 1, verse 1, it says that God created the heavens and the earth 
And now we're told in chapter 2, verse 1, that God finished the heavens and the earth, including everything in them. And then it says in verse 2, And on the seventh day, God ended his work, which he had done, and he rested on the seventh day from all his work, which he had done. So God finished his work, and then God rested. And when it says God rested, it doesn't mean that God was tired. Uh, It's not like God had to recuperate from creating the heavens and the earth, and now he's got a sore back and a and an aching shoulder, and he you know, doesn't say on the seventh day, God took ibuprofen and laid on a heating pad. Uh, that's, that's not what it means here. Uh, in fact, in the Psalms, in Psalm 121, verse 4, it tells us that God does not become weary like we do. When it says here that God rested on the seventh day, it simply means that God stopped working. He stopped creating. The work was finished. The word rested here in the Hebrew It means to cease. God ceased working. It's from the same Hebrew word that we get the word Sabbath. Sabbath. So Genesis 2 is really the foundation of the Sabbath or the Sabbath day or the Sabbath rest. Although keeping the Sabbath is not commanded here in Genesis 2, this is the basis of it here in the creation account, as we're going to see here in a few minutes. Uh, Look at verse 3. So then God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it because in it he rested from all his work which God had created and made. So God blessed the seventh day and he sanctified it. Your translation might say he made it holy. He made it holy. This word sanctified or holy, it means to consecrate. It means to separate. It means to set apart. And it has the idea of exalting or elevating something as sacred or hallowed. Uh, This is the first time, by the way, that we find in the Bible this word, this idea of sanctification or, or making something holy. This is the first time in the Bible that we see that God consecrates something, that he separates something that he sets something apart and designates it as sacred. And what is it that God consecrates? What is it that God sets apart for the first thing here that God sets apart? What is it? It's time. It's time. Here God sets apart the seventh day of the week. He consecrates it. And he says, this day is holy. This day is holy. Now, I I said a minute ago that this provides the foundation of the Sabbath day. Uh, The command to keep the Sabbath is found in Exodus chapter 20. It's one of the Ten Commandments. Uh, And I'll read it to you. Exodus chapter 20, verse 8. You don't have to turn there, but you can just listen. It says, remember... The Sabbath day. To keep it holy. So God and the creation here on the seventh day, he sanctifies it. He says this day is holy. This time. I want you to designate this time and set this time apart. 
And then in Exodus 20, in the Ten Commandments, he, he says, remember the Sabbath day to keep it holy, keep it consecrated, keep it separated, keep it set apart. And then he explains, six days you shall labor and do all your work. But the seventh day is the Sabbath of the Lord your God. In other words, the seventh day is the Sabbath and that belongs to the Lord your God. He says, in it you shall do no work. You nor your son, nor your daughter, nor your male servant, nor your female servant, nor your cattle, nor your, nor your stranger who is within your gates. For, here's why, because... In six days, the Lord made the heavens and the earth, the sea and all that is in them and rested the seventh day. Therefore, the Lord blessed the Sabbath day and he hallowed it. Now, in Exodus 31, we're told that the Sabbath was a specific sign between God and and, and Israel, and so we're, we're not really obligated to keep the Sabbath day, per se, uh, today. However, I think there's some wonderful lessons for us regarding the Sabbath day and regarding setting aside time and what the meaning of the Sabbath day is. I think there's some wonderful, valuable lessons for us in it. Uh, the children of Israel, again, according to Exodus 20, they were, to, they were commanded to work six days and then rest the seventh day. And they were to dedicate the seventh day to God. Once again, God says, I, I want you to consecrate this time. I want you to set this time aside for me. You, you can work six days, do all your work in the six days. But on the seventh day, this one day of the week, I don't want you doing any work. I don't want you busy. I want you to just set this time aside for me and dedicate it to me. And so one day a week, no work is to be done. One day a week, everything stops. One day a week, I want you to push pause. Or maybe even in the time that we're living in, I want you to shut everything down. And so one day a week now, God says to the children of Israel, I want you to shut this time down. I want you to set this time aside. And I want you, and this is important. I want you on that one day, I want you to remember the God who created the heavens and the earth in six days and then rested on the seventh day. On the Sabbath that God established with the children of Israel, they, they were to reflect really on Genesis chapter 1 and the creation account and the God who created the heavens and the earth. E even still today, when Jewish people celebrate the Sabbath each week, they pray certain prayers, certain blessings, and in those blessings they refer to God as the Lord our God, ruler of the universe. Their mind goes back to the creation account. That's what God intends. He, he, he wants his people one day a week. He wants them to designate a time where they remember 
that God is the one who made the heavens and the earth, that God is the one who is the ruler of the universe. It doesn't say you can do anything you want on this day. You can think about whatever you want. Just take one day off. It's not really about just rest and not working and not being active. It's about turning your focus on that day to the God who made the heavens and the earth. The Lord of the universe. And why does God do this? Why does God command his people to set aside time every week to reflect on who God is and what God did way back in Genesis chapter 1? Pastor Dan will have more to share from today's Ring of Truth study in just a moment. But right now, we'd like to invite you to worship with us this Sunday morning. Here's Pastor Dan to tell you a little more. I heard recently that many people who listen to Christian radio are not part of a local church. Hey, if that's you, I'd like for you to join us this weekend as our guest at Calvary Chapel located in Columbia, Maryland. The teachings you've enjoyed here on Ring of Truth are from messages I've shared with the congregation at Calvary Chapel. We have two meeting times on Sundays at 9 and 11 a.m. You can find out more and get directions at our website, calvaryec.com. That's calvaryec.com. Now let's get back to today's message on Ring of Truth. The reason he does this, and listen to me, listen please, is because we need it. We need it. We need this reminder. I would say we really need this reminder in our day. You know, in the New Testament, Jesus tells us the Sabbath was created for man, not man for the Sabbath. The Sabbath is for our benefit. Again, we're not under the law. We're not, uh, we're not commanded to keep the Sabbath as, as followers and Christians and followers of Jesus Christ. But it does benefit us. It does benefit us to stop and consider our God who created the heavens and the earth and what that means for us. It is beneficial, especially in these uncertain days that we are living in. And let me just say, too, that uh, it is good for us to designate time and to set aside time out of our busyness to stop everything and to consecrate a set time in our lives where we just reflect upon God and who he is and we spend time in his word and we we spend time uh, praying. It is it is good for us. It benefits us. Because it changes our focus. It changes our perspective on us, on ourselves, and on our life, and on our circumstances, and our situation that we find ourselves in. And and I would encourage you to set aside time every day. Set aside time for God. To focus on Him and to think about Him and His character and who He is and what He has done. The creator of the heavens and the earth, the Lord of the universe. You know, in Isaiah chapter 26, it says, You will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. He will keep Him in perfect peace whose mind is stayed on you. Keep your thoughts on God. Keep your mind on Jesus Christ. 
Set your mind on things above where Christ is. And not on the things of this earth. Set time aside. Each day, each week. Designated time. Sacred time. Where you are just focused on Jesus. And who He is and what He's done. Keep your thoughts on Him. So what I want to do is just briefly here... uh, Remind us of, of a few things that Genesis 1 teaches us about God. He, he, does, you know, he does the creation, six days of creation, seventh day. Now God says, I want you to sanctify this day, and I want you to dedicate this day, and dedicate this day to me, and remember that I'm the God who created the heavens and the earth. So I just want to go over a few things that Genesis 1 teaches us about God. First of all, Genesis 1 shows us that God is sovereign. That God is sovereign. He is the creator of the heavens and the earth. He is the Lord of all. He is sovereign over this world. He is sovereign over your life. He is sovereign over your family. God is still On his throne in heaven, ruling over everything. Now, if you turn the news on, it doesn't look like it. But according to the scriptures, God is on his throne. And he is ruling over everything. He is Lord of all. In the Old Testament, in the book of Isaiah, uh, the king of Israel, a king named Uzziah, he died. And King Uzziah was a a good king. He was a godly king. The people of the nation loved him. Uh, The nation prospered under Uzziah. Uh, King Uzziah reigned for 50 plus years. And so for 50 years they had a good king. The nation prospered. And then Uzziah died. And when King Uzziah died, the nation was worried about their future. What would happen to their country going forward, much like people are worrying today. And it was at that time, in the midst of all of that fear in the nation, all of that uncertainty in the nation, that God gave Isaiah the prophet a vision of God seated on his throne in heaven. In Isaiah chapter 6, it says, In the year that King Uzziah died, I saw the Lord sitting on a throne, high and lifted up. And the train of his robe filled the temple. God was still on the throne. The nation was fearful. The nation was worried about the future. But God was still on his throne. And God is still on his throne today. So rest in him. Rest in God. Rest in the God who made the heavens and the earth. And who is sovereign. I want you to understand that God is not in heaven right now pacing the floor and biting his nails with worry. He's on his throne. He's seated on his throne, high and lifted up. So one thing that we see with Genesis 1, that Genesis 1 reminds us is that God is sovereign and he is still sovereign. He is still on the throne. Another thing we we are reminded of is found in verse 1 of chapter 2. Look at verse 1 again. In verse 1 we're told that God finished the heavens and the earth. That's a good reminder for us. God finishes what He starts. 
God finishes what he starts. God has a plan for this world. He has a plan for each of us. And his plan was brought to completion. And his plan for this world, his plan for you and me, it will be brought to completion. How do I know? Because he finished the heavens and the earth. He completed the heavens and the earth. God's plan for you and God's plan for me will not be derailed by a virus or by a downturn in the economy or anything else. God finishes what he starts. And if you're a believer in Jesus Christ, God began a work in you and God will finish that work that he began. Philippians chapter one, verse six says, for I am confident of this very thing that he who has begun a good work in you will complete it. Until the day of Jesus Christ. He'll, begin, he'll finish the work that he began in you. He'll finish what he started in our lives. Hebrews chapter 12 says that Jesus is the author and finisher of our faith. So we, we can rest today knowing that God will finish what he started. Just like he started the heavens and the earth. And he finished the heavens and the earth. God will finish what he started in this world, and God will finish what he started in your life and what he started in my life. A third thing that Genesis chapter 1 reminds us of, and and this is important, it reminds us that we are created by God. That, That we don't really exist independent of God. We're not autonomous We were created by Him. And our life depends upon Him. Uh, The Bible says that God holds in His hand the breath of every person. And and again, God says, "I, I want you to work six days. I want you to take this one day. I want you to consecrate it. I want you to set it apart. Uh, and, and I want you to just dedicate it to me and who I am as the creator of the heavens and the earth, as the Lord of the universe. And I want you to do this every week because it's important, because it benefits you to be reminded that God is sovereign, that he's on his throne. It it's, it's benefits you to be reminded that God finishes what he starts, and it benefits us to be reminded that we were created by him. And that I'm not an independent being. And that I'm not autonomous in this world. And what does that do? You know what that does? It humbles us. To be reminded that he holds my next breath in his hand. And in him I live and move and have my being. And that my life is, is not... In my control, that it's in his control. My life is in his hands. And it, and it, and it humbles us. And again, it's, it's good for us to be reminded of these things. Of his sovereignty. That he completes what he starts. And that, uh, that I don't even control my next breath or my next heartbeat. He does. And my life is in his hands. Another thing that we are reminded of in Genesis is the rest that we have in Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ is our rest. Jesus Christ is our our true Sabbath. 
We're so glad you tuned in to hear today's edition of Ring of Truth. Pastor Dan is continuing to teach through the book of Genesis, verse by verse, chapter by chapter. If you'd like to hear this message again, or to listen to additional teachings from Pastor Dan, you're welcome to visit our website at calvaryec.com. Once there, you can listen to or download a wide range of previous broadcasts. Otherwise, simply subscribe to our podcast. Our podcasts provide you with up-to-date teachings through the Bible and can be taken with you wherever you might be. This can be advantageous for those who are on the go much of the time. You'll find a link to subscribe to our podcast at our website, calvaryec.com, or just search for Ring of Truth in iTunes. We'd love to hear how Ring of Truth has had an impact on your life. So please let us know by giving us a call at 410 410- 491-4592. That number again is 410-491-4592. We'd also really like to know how we can be praying for you. So when you call, don't be afraid to share your prayer request with us. We'd be happy to pray with you and for you. Ring of Truth is a ministry of Calvary Chapel, Ellicott City in Columbia, Maryland. We hope you'll make sure to join us again as Pastor Dan continues teaching in this series through the book of Genesis. We look forward to the next edition of Ring of Truth. I see the signs and I recognize the hands that craft and am what I know because I know His voice and it only takes J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.